Hang on tight. Fish Talk Radio is about to take you on a fishing adventure. You're about to go places you have even yet to desire and revisit familiar favorites with live, on-the-water expert insider tips. Now, sit up straight, pay attention, take notes, and join the party for a blue water, white water, and calm water adventure. Check out fish tips and trips online at fishtalkradio.com. And now, the all-natural attitude adjustment. Welcome to Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hennigan in studio, and we have our one of our favorite co-hosts. Ah, let's say no one else is around. This is our favorite co-host. We have uh, Mark Lassane, who is the uh, dishwasher, uh, floor scrubber, bathroom cleaner, uh, copyright editor, publisher, manager of Bass Angler Magazine. And first of all, Mark, I would like to congratulate you. When I first met up with you more than a few years ago, it was, was a, a struggling idea. And you not only have you done it, you've done it very well. And it's a very successful publication, and I congratulate you for it. Well, thanks. You know, the magazine business is a, is a whole different animal nowadays than, uh, you know, it was 20 years ago. So. It's it's challenging, but uh, you, you know I think ninety uh, percent of the people out there would love to have my job. Well, yeah, you get a, you do a lot of field testing, but uh, yeah, you're right. Uh, I mean, nobody reads magazines or newspapers anymore, right? Except there are some areas that people still want to be able to look at the pictures and uh, and get some tips and and not have to carry a computer around with them to do it. Exactly. You know, it's hard. Uh, your iPad can get wet. You know, yeah. and, uh, that's you right. Can, you can wrap. You can. You can. Uh, you know, roll up a magazine, throw it in your glove box, and and read it any old time. Yeah, or you'd be out, be out, out on a boat. <laughs> okay. Well, what we're going to be doing today, Mark, is uh, we're going to be talking about bassing. Of course, we've got you on, and we're going to have one of the the elite top. Pro Bass Anglers uh, coming on with this, and we're going to get some tips uh, from uh, um, Fletcher. Uh, Fletcher, uh, was it Shyrock? Is that how you pronounce it? Yes, Shyrock. 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 Okay. And then, of course, we have Brandon Cotton from Okuma Rods and Reels that's going to be talking a little bit about equipment. So stay tuned. It's going to be a fun trip. And we're going to find, you're going to find out all you need to know about fishing new territory. You are listening to Fish Talk Radio. We're going to take a quick break and we're going to be right back with you. Set on the magnificent Sea of Cortez, the Grand Heritage Resort and Spa at Marina Costa Baja is the first five-star resort in La Paz, Baja South. Overlooking a 250-slip marina and white sand beaches, enjoy two signature restaurants, a world-class destination for fishing or diving. Enjoy five-star elegance in the charming, laid-back city of La Paz. Dock your boat and enjoy the marina village. Visit on the web at CostaBajaResort.com. If you like the show you are listening to right now, you can listen to it and many more just like it on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Fishing, hunting, boating, and the rest of the great outdoors 24-7, 365 on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Download the free Reno Viola's Outdoor Radio app or visit WRVORadio.com online to see the lineup and schedule. That's Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. And enjoy the great outdoors. 
Local fishing at its finest is aboard the Stardust. Day and half day trips on Stardust Sport Fishing are a family affair. Find out what it's like to view Santa Barbara from the water while you are catching dinner. See whales, dolphins, and Channel Islands up close. Spotless boat and friendly crew are perfect for beginner or expert. Get aboard with Jason Diamond and his crew on Stardust Sport Fishing, operating at a sea landing in the Santa Barbara Harbor. Vagabundos del Mar Boat and Travel Club has 42 years experience introducing RVers to the joys of Mexico. Specializing in Baja, Vagabundos leads caravans and sponsors fishing tournaments, trailer boat cruises, and weekend getaways in Mexico and the West. Vagabundos del Mar also saves its 10,000 members tons of money on low-cost auto insurance. Stay up to date on Mexican travel with the printed newsletter online at vagabundos.com or call 800-474-BAJA. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. Mark, where did you find that? I don't know. It just showed up, huh? Never heard that one before, but it's a good one. Uh, but we're not talking about catfish. We're talking about bassin. And we have Mark <laughs> We have Mark Lassane, the editor, publisher, uh, just kind of sort of owner and floor sweeper. And he does most of the field testing for Bass Angler Magazine. And it's a, quite a successful publication. And it makes a great read. It's got some good pictures, even some pretty girls in there once in a while. But a lot of, a lot of big fish. So uh, you yeah. need to pick that up. And you cannot – well, like, can you find it online if you wanted to? You know, you can find it online. Uh, you know, you go to pocketmax.com, and they uh, they have an online version. You can get it for your, uh, you know, your iPad, your Kindle, on your computer, however you want it, want it delivered, you can get it. And then, uh, you know, we're also at about 3,000 places, Bass Pro, Gander Mountain, Tackle Warehouse. All the great tackle shops carry it. So, you know, we're pretty easy to find. And, uh, you know, if you have a problem, you can go to BassMag.com and look us up there. We'll we'll tell you how to get it. Great. Well, it's getting to be late summer, and I suspect there's still some bass out there being caught. The water is probably as warm as it gets throughout the year, right? The water, the water is pretty warm, so it does make the fishing a little bit tough. The bass get a little bit lethargic. Uh, you know, in some bodies of water, the fish go super, super shallow, like six to twelve inches of water. Uh, you know, in other bodies of water with some with current, uh, sometimes they'll go out and they'll get really, really deep. You know, fifty, sixty, seventy feet deep. Um, you know, in some places they're they're in between, so they're kind of scattered around. Um, I think uh, you know Fletcher's going to come on in a little while. We're going to talk about fishing 
some of the new bodies of water, but, you know, we can kind of generalize some ways to catch them. You know, this time of year, the fish are chasing shad. They're, they're chasing bait generally. You know, their oh. metabolism is still pretty high. Water's warm. If you can find some shad, um, a lot of times those fish are going to go out and they're going to, they're going to, they don't care how warm it is. When they see that big school they of shad, it. Mm-hmm. they're going to go in there and, and just maul it. Right. Um, you know, it's kind of like when you're starving and you see a big old steak. Yeah. on your plate, and you sometimes well, you just hammer it. Got to well, hammer that's, it down. Uh, you know, when you're, when you're ocean fishing, a lot of times just right in shallow water is the best place to go because the bait are beating feet. To, well, they don't have feet, but they're beating feet to the, you know, to the beach uh, to try and get away from the predators. But, uh, you know, exactly. so they'll go right up into the real shallow water, but the predators, uh, they'll follow them right up in there. Sometimes, you know, sometimes when you see that bait up in the shallow water and it's up there, it's being real still and stealth-like, mm-hmm. you can know that there's some predators close by. So that's a, a lot of times that's a good clue, you know, where you can throw some baits that, that imitate those, you know, imitate the shad and the bluegill and, you know, perch, uh, little baby crappies, things like that. You throw baits that imitate those. And, uh, you know, a lot of times you can do really, really well. Yeah. Um, you know, Mark, I want to ask you a question that I've never asked anybody before, because um, you you know you hear about frogs and and uh, you know the plastics and you know the different types of you know shad or substitutes. Um, what will bass eat? You know, bass will eat anything that they can get in their mouth. They you know we found them with snakes, mice, frogs, fish, other bass, crawfish, shrimp. Um, you know, they, they basically will eat anything that gets in their mouth. It'll, a lot of times, the bigger the fish, the bigger the bait is. Um, you know, and you throw rubber frogs for them, but they're not always hitting the frog. They're, they don't know if it's a frog. They just know that something's going to fit in their mouth, and, uh, you know, you work it in a way that entices them, and they're going to come up and strike it. You know, that's, what, that's what's so great about bass fishing. They're just an omnivorous creature, you know, that, mm-hmm. that'll almost strike anything. You yeah, know, they got a one, big mouth. One point or <laughs> and they do have a big mouth. Uh, so, you know, what, what bass do is when they open their mouth, they suck in, you know, big ones can suck in a quart to a half a gallon of water in through their mouth. Whoa. So you can imagine it, it creates uh, <clears throat> uh, like this funnel effect, and it'll suck anything in there, and it gets stuck in their mouth, and then they close their mouth, and it's, it's pretty much done with. So it just open their mouth, it kind of flows through their mouth out their gills? It does. Hmm. So that's where, that's where that big mouth comes in. You know, they use it. They they're not. You know, they're. I won't say they're a lazy creature, but they're they're not really fast. You know, not like a. You know, I mean, a tuna can probably swim 25 miles an hour for half the day, where a bass top speed is about 17 miles an hour, and it's only for you know for a short short distance. They're mm-hmm. like a you know a fast sprinter. Hmm. Hmm. So when you're using bait, it's always, of course, it's always match the hatch. But uh, so, you know, what, uh, what, what kind of, how many different baits would you go through if you're trying to find a bite? You know, uh, you could go through a hundred, you know, on, on any given day. Uh, you know, the cool thing about bass fishing is it's all about experiment. And most of, uh, you know, I won't say purists, but hardcore bass guys, we're all throwing artificial lures. So it's you know that's the whole that's the whole fun to it because bass fishing is like this big giant jigsaw puzzle where you start putting pieces together and then you finally get a picture of what it is, um, oh. you know, and that and that puzzle changes. It can change for the minute, for the hour, for the day, for the next day. 
I mean, you can get the puzzle all dialed in one day, and the next day you have to tear it up, throw it away, and start all over again. Uh, you know, one one day you can catch them on top on top water and find a bunch of schooling fish, and the next day you go back there and they're gone. Or you may have to go down 30 feet down deep and catch them. So and that's, what, you know, for us, that's the fun part. And what is the difference? Is there a difference in the diet with, between the different strains of, bra- of bass? You know, I, I think all the bass are om- omnivorous, <clears> and they pretty much eat eat anything. Um, you know, smallmouth and spotted bass, they kind of live in a little bit different environment. Uh, smallmouth like rocks, uh, spotted bass like drop-offs. But they all eat crawfish. They all eat bait. Um, small uh, smallmouth and spotted bass, uh, they engulf their bait, but they have a lot smaller mouth. So they almost have a tendency to bite more than they do uh, engulf. Like a large mouth, uh, their jawline extends beyond their eyes. So they're their mouth will open up like a five-pound largemouth. This mouth will, you know, may have like a ten-inch diameter. Yeah. You know, where it yeah. can suck in a pretty, pretty big amount of food. Right. When you have a five-pound smallmouth, and his mouth only may be a five-inch diameter. So it's a big, big difference in there in the amount of food that they can take in. Well, th- this is going to be a tough question. It's going to catch you completely off guard. It's not a fair question because you've only got about a, a minute or so to answer it. If you were bass fishing and you could only take five baits, do you you know what they'd be? Well, you know it all. It all depends on the time of year. I, I think if it was r- right now, you know, I would bring a, a topwater bait, a spinner bait. I would bring a senko. Um, I would bring a, a couple of baits, some some uh, big plastic baits that I can get down in through the weeds. Because another key, another key is that bass need oxygen. So if the weeds are green, they're going to be producing oxygen, and that's a good place to find them. Okay, how many was that? That was uh, that was five, if you count two different plastics. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I may bring out like a spinnerbait and a chatterbait. Yeah. Um, you know, crankbaits are good this time of year, but generally you catch a lot of smaller ones on crankbaits yeah. this time of year, so... You know, I'll, I'll I will throw usually a bigger, bigger oh. style bait. Well, that explains it. That's why I only catch the small ones. <laughs> there you go. There just you go. Throw, you know, you're in the right place, just throwing the wrong thing. Uh, well, I've always heard, and I've seen it true: is the bigger the bait, the bigger the fish. What do you that think? Is generally, generally true. Not not always. You know, sometimes you can get an area that has big fish, and they're just real finicky. Yeah. And they may only want a little small presentation. Mm-hmm. Right. That happens. Right. And then, of course, you can find all these tips in Bass Angler Magazine. You can find more these tips and many, okay. many more. All right. Well, we've only got 30 seconds. What's in the current issue? The current, the fall issue is coming out. And, you know, we're fall. The bait fish are really schooling up. The bass are really going after the bait fish. So we got with about 15 different elite pros. We talked about how to catch these fish in the fall. You know, if you want to find out how to catch fish in the fall, you pick up that fall issue, and you'll be amazed at what what you'll find. Gotcha. Okay, well, we're going to have to take a quick break. And when we come back, let's see if we can get uh, Brandon Cotton, the marketing manager for Okuma, who's uh, become one of my favorite uh, um, equipment companies, and I'm sure you're familiar with them also. Uh, So we'll be back with you in just, uh, just, just a few minutes, so don't go too far. You are listening to Fish Talk Radio. Thank you. 
first named La Paz in 1566, the fourth largest municipality in Mexico, still has a provincial Mexican atmosphere. On the Sea of Cortez, the most biodiverse body of water in the world, La Paz has year-round world-class fishing. With a rich history of pearls, pirates, and legendary fishing, La Paz in Baja Sur makes for the perfect fishing vacation. Spring in La Paz, you catch Trophy Pargo, Giant Yellowtail, and Sierra. Find more at VivaLaPaz.com. Viva La Paz! The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. S-A-N-D-O-S is how to spell luxury resort in downtown Cabo San Lucas. Sandos Finistera Los Cabos is the only five-star all-inclusive on the beach next to the marina in Cabo San Lucas. Angler-friendly Sandos Finistera Los Cabos is now an affordable world-class resort with the finest accommodations, food, and location anywhere. Enjoy your Cabo fishing adventure as you never have. Visit Sandos.com and use discount code FISHTALK. World-class golf, fishing, and diving in the clear, warm waters of the Sea of Cortez with a true five-star resort. The Grand Heritage Hotel and Resort at Costa Baja, great value and without the hustle of other parts of Baja. On the white sand beach with Espirito Santos Island minutes away. Signature restaurants, pools, and accommodations for an intimate weekend, weddings, or corporate events. On the web at CostaBajaResort.com. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. Vagabundos del Mar Boat and Travel Club has 42 years experience introducing RVers to the joys of Mexico. Specializing in Baja, Vagabundos leads caravans and sponsors fishing tournaments, trailer boat cruises, and weekend getaways in Mexico and the West. Vagabundos del Mar also saves its 10,000 members tons of money on low-cost auto insurance. Stay up to date on Mexican travel with the printed newsletter online at vagabundos.com or call 800-474-BAJA. Kentucky Lake and Barkman, Sardis, Ross Burnett, Toledo Ben, Rayburn, and Conroe, he won't forget. Welcome back to Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hennigan in studio, and we have, of course, Mark Lassane, editor of Bass Angler Magazine, editor, publisher, and uh, uh, chief executive. And he also has a chance to get out in the field once in a while and test some of the product. And one of the products that he likes and he likes to test is Okuma. Yeah, they are a company that, you know what, I think that we just happen to have somebody on here that can tell us more about it. His name is Brandon Cotton, and he is the marketing manager for Okuma. And maybe he can give us a, just a real brief history and kind of find out where they've been, where they're going, and a little bit more about the Okuma line. Brandon, would you mind coming on and joining us? Hey, John, how you doing? Thanks okay. for having me on today. Gotcha. 
Now, just just hey. in case, uh, Brandon is such a busy guy. He's always either um, coming or going. Right now, I think he's going, but he's in his car with his speakerphone on, so we apologize if the sound isn't the best, but I, you sound fine, Brandon. So why don't you give us an idea about uh, Okuma, how long you've been there, and how much things have changed since you've been there. Sure, sure. Hopefully this is a little bit better. I, uh, I turned down my air conditioning a little bit here. So. Oh, oh, sorry uh, yeah. about that. <laughs> okay. yeah, no worries, no worries. Um, yeah, uh, I've been at over here at Akuma now about six and a half years. Um, be seven years uh, coming up here in February in another, uh, uh, you know, five or six months. Um, but, yeah, our company has grown quite a bit in the last uh, probably six, seven, eight years or so. Um, we actually, uh, it's a global company, uh, but uh, we represent Okuma USA, and uh, we've been in the States here coming up on uh, be 20 years, I believe, in uh, 2016. Uh, so we're, uh, we're still uh, fairly young uh, by uh, industry standards. Uh, you know, quite a few other, other rod and reel manufacturers have been around quite a bit longer, but uh, the last, uh, oh, I don't know, six, seven years, we've seen quite a bit of success. Um, not just in our real line, but also our rod line. Our, uh, our rod sales have, have spiked quite a bit. Our, um, our, our, the quality of our products has increased tremendously um, just based on our R&D research, um, a lot better QC in the last uh, six, seven years or so. And uh, we've been able to market and uh, do quite a few things um, to help enhance that. And it's really, really shown in, in both our sales and also just out in the market. We've had a lot a lot more people approach us, a lot lot better uh, placement at the retail level. And then we've also gotten a lot of great guys such as uh, Scott Martin, Jacob Wheeler, um, you know, behind it and everything like that. So every, everything's been kind of firing on all cylinders, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Well, Brandon, I, I, I have to say that when I was first introduced to Okuma uh, about 10 years or so ago, I wasn't all that impressed. Um, and then about, uh, you know, Three, four, five years later, um, I was kind of reintroduced to it, and I go, "Wow, this is really good stuff." And I would put it on a on a level up up against anybody, you know, especially any major company that uh, you know that uh, that produces a you know the the whole array of rods, reels, and of course your spinning reels have always been well known, but uh, um, your your quality. And of course, the quality versus price makes it a no-brainer. But the the quality and and what you do uh, now is just if if you haven't tried one for a while, you need to pick it up and just play with it, or even take it out for a test drive. Yep, yep. And uh, and one thing I wanted to mention, John, is uh, you know from a product standpoint, we actually uh, came out with Makaira uh, about five years ago or so. And uh, it was one of those things where we kind of decided, hey, we're either going to put up or shut up, and we're going to make a product that's going to be top-of-the-line stuff. And then, and then from there, once that succeeds, everything else is going to trickle down from that. You know, as, as, as a lot of manufacturers like to call it, it's, it's your flagship product. And uh, that was the Makaira. And uh, ever since, we've, we've done significantly well with that, that product line. And then, and then like we planned and like we, we sort of, you know, we're looking to do we we sort of trickled out that success into our other product lines our low profile bait casters our rod lines our spinning stuff or the rest of our salt line uh and um you know as you mentioned um it's not just us sort of talking about it we've actually had a tremendous response from anglers and consumers dealers and everything else and 
and uh, you know, it's just one of those things where you start focusing on on a lot of the key stuff. Uh, and that's one of the things I found working here was that you know, there's there's different things that go into products, and there's different materials and so forth, and and really getting yourself educated and learning about the key components and what makes this better than the other one. Uh, you know, really it helps anglers make better better choices. Um, you know, I'm not going to come on here and say, oh, you know, Okuma is the best choice for everything and everything else is crap, you know, because that's not the case. Uh, but I think that once you learn about stuff and with the Internet, with everything else, and there's, you know, go up to the reps, you know, if you're at a consumer show or wherever you're at, just kind of educate yourself more on on the on the manufacturing side of what stuff's, you know, made from and the materials and how it's made and why this is important. Yeah, I could tell you all day till I'm blue in the face, oh, our, our reels have helical cut gears in, in, in certain products. And you'll say, well, what the heck does that have to do with anything? And but until you realize what, what it helps out, you know, as far as the smoothness and the gear meshing and all that kind of stuff, you know, then it kind of dawns on, on anglers. They're like, oh, that's that's why they do that, or that's why they just, this makes sense. And Because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, every manufacturer is going to give you a lot of technical terms, and those are great. But until you really understand what those mean and what those do for you, you know, a lot of times it just kind of goes in one ear and out the other. So, Well, the, in the, Brandon, in the information age, you know, word spreads fast. So if you screw yep. up, everybody's going to know about it the next day. Right, right. Mm-hmm. I think it's about here. You know, we've just uh, we've kind of take embraced our our position and, and our success in a, in a way that that we've been able to. Uh, you know, if there is a problem, I mean, it doesn't matter who you are; it does happen sometimes. Uh, you know, you, you embrace that and you take it and say, "Look, hey, we're, we're, we're this is what we're doing to fix it, or this is what we're doing to improve it for the next generation." And and if you can embrace that, then uh, I, I, that's what makes you successful. Okay. Well, you know, one other thing is that uh, when you're talking about reels these days, uh, they can be fairly complicated, and sometimes you don't want to tackle a <laughs> repair yourself. Remember the old pins? You know, you take off four screws and you know you pull it apart, replace the drag washers, grease it up, put it back together but uh, reels today are you know you better know what you're doing if you pull it apart and you want to try and put it back together so what kind of a program do you have for that well you know it's pretty neat we we actually uh that's another area of our business that we've we've really strived to uh you know stay at the top of and that's customer service uh we actually boast a uh, 48-hour turnaround in-house uh, what that means is is you you call us up, we, we, uh, our, our technicians or our customer service guys will give you what's called a, an RA, a return authorization number. You send the product in, and uh, for reals, it's a 48-hour in-house turnaround. So basically two days, two business working days, and then we'll have that back and on the way out to, back to you. Wow. Well, so I mean, if you're if you're getting ready to go fishing next week, that's important. Yep, yep. And knowing, sure knowing me, I usually don't do that until the day before, but... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. but it's uh, it's not something that's going to yeah. take you know weeks on end. We yeah. like to to make it quick. So okay, well, uh, tell us a little bit about the Okuma rods. Well, uh, it, it's kind of uh, it's kind of neat. One of the things that we've uh, sort of focused on is technique specific, and what that when I say that it's not just you know hey we have a bass line here are the action. It's uh, it's stuff where we have a, a bass line where we actually technique specific hey this is the drop shot rod or this is a rod that we do have all-purpose rods but we've also got other stuff that's really draws into there's different techniques to all different fisheries one of the most successful rod lines we've had is is another one is is, uh, the pacific northwest is our sst line which stands for salmon steelhead and trout and there's different techniques we make specific actions for that so 
our rod lines have kind of gone that direction where we've tried to tried to design specific series of rods that are technique specific to certain fisheries. I, I'm sorry, uh, uh, Brandon, but it sounds like someone's uh, in the water right now. But if you don't mind, we have a little sort of surprise guest. We have Fletcher uh, Shryock who is an elite professional angler that uh, just kind of joined in with us. And uh, Fletcher, if you have any questions for the marketing manager uh, for Okuma, now's your chance. We've just been talking about rods and he, and uh, he earlier a little bit about reels. So I don't know if you have any, uh, any questions or comments that you'd like to uh, uh, talk to Brandon about. Okay. Yeah, I was just uh, I just tuned in just a second ago and heard him talk about uh, technique specific rods, and I think that's a uh, that's an awesome line to have. You know, from the beginner angler to all the way to the advanced anglers, having rods that are catered to the specific general bass fishing techniques that we use. It's great to help a beginning angler as well to help them understand what they need to do certain techniques. So I think that's great that uh, you guys have that going. Yeah, and I think that's what we've we've sort of reached out to a lot of these guys, you know, from from uh, elite or pro anglers, um, you know, such as yourself, um, all the way to the guys that, that fish local stuff and and just kind of do it here and there on the weekend, maybe a couple tournaments a year. And uh, you know, a lot of the guys are hungry for, you know, hey, what rod do I use? And and I just want it made simple for me. I want yeah. something where I, you know, I I want it to be able to pick it up. You know, is it labeled that way? Is it, is it this? You know, what do I use for frog fishing, or what do I use yeah. for drop shot? What do I use for for uh, for a jerk bait rod that you know I need something to spend for 20 seconds before I push it again? You know, what's the best action? Right. And right. uh, I think if you can simplify that, but keep, but keep them uh, keep them really interested in, in, in that kind of aspect, yeah. I think. Uh, Fl- Fletcher, are, are you at a weigh-in or something? There's a lot of background noise. No, actually, I was just uh, checking into the hotel here. I oh, okay, I okay, not a, a problem, uh, not a problem. Not a problem. Well, for, uh, yeah, we've only got. Well, we've only got about less than a minute, so uh, so before the next break. Wow, so time we, we, flies. Yeah, it does. But uh, um, you know, I, I just kind of there was a rod company that started with an SH that came out with a butterfly jig, and then you had to buy the rod to go with it. And I thought that was, oh, wait a minute, what's what's this? It sounds like a marketing <laughs> ploy. But the rod specific, I think, is something different than that. This is not a gimmick. Yeah, no, this is no, uh, each, yeah. in a lot of manufacturers. Each rod has yeah. their own specific action, so they, and they've actually done a really good job with the mm-hmm. Scott Martin line for uh, several different aspects. They have an awesome punching rod, some mm-hmm. great cranking rod. Okay. Well, Brandon, we're going to have to bring you back on again. Actually, if you've got time, you know, if you want to stick around, uh, we're going to be talking to Fletcher, and uh, the subject is going to be if you're, if you're on a lake you haven't fished before, what do you do? So if you'd like to yep. stick around, that, that'd be great. But we're going to have sure. to take a short break right now, and we're going to be right back with you with Fish Talk Radio. And uh, find us on fishtalkradio.com. Go to the front page, listen to this show as many times as you like, as soon as you can. Be right back. The road stretches for miles in front of you, and with the Ram 1500, you'll be able to reach mile after open mile. It gets a best-in-class 25 miles per gallon highway, so your destination won't just be determined by your gas gauge, but by your gauge for achievement. And the Ram 1500 is the first-ever back-to-back Motor Trend Truck of the Year. Guts. Glory. Ram. See your local Ram dealer today for great deals. EPA estimated 25 MPG highway based on V6 4x2. 
If you like the show you are listening to right now, you can listen to it and many more just like it on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Fishing, hunting, boating, and the rest of the great outdoors 24-7-365 on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Download the free Reno Viola's Outdoor Radio app or visit WRVORadio.com online to see the lineup and schedule. That's Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. And enjoy the great outdoors. Vagabundos del Mar Boat and Travel Club has 42 years experience introducing RVers to the joys of Mexico. Specializing in Baja, Vagabundos leads caravans and sponsors fishing tournaments, trailer boat cruises, and weekend getaways in Mexico and the West. Vagabundos del Mar also saves its 10,000 members tons of money on low-cost auto insurance. Stay up to date on Mexican travel with the printed newsletter online at vagabundos.com or call 800-474-BAJA. The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. First named La Paz in 1566, the fourth largest municipality in Mexico, still has a provincial Mexican atmosphere. On the Sea of Cortez, the most biodiverse body of water in the world, La Paz has year-round world-class fishing. With a rich history of pearls, pirates, and legendary fishing, La Paz in Baja Sur makes for the perfect fishing vacation. Spring in La Paz, you catch Trophy Pargo, Giant Yellowtail, and Sierra. Find more at VivaLaPaz.com. Viva La Paz! Bass Angler Magazine simply brings you more. If you want to learn the latest technique, start winning tournaments, or just catch more bass, then Bass Angler Magazine is for you. Go to www.bassmag.com, click on the order link, and use the promo code FBR. Go to www.bassmag.com, Bass Angler Magazine, bassmag.com. It will be the best $20 you've ever spent. Fixed me some coffee and a honey bun, jumped in the pickup, gave her the gas, I'm going out to catch a five-pound bass. Welcome back to Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hennigan, and uh, we've got apparently uh, Fletcher is going to get ready to go out fishing again, but I don't think he's interested in any five-pound bass. He's... (laughs) <laughs> not in the class that he's I, I in. I think he'd be happy to have some five-pound bass. <laughs> yeah, not in the league that he's <laughs> in. Good. <laughs> but uh, uh, well, first of all, Brandon, what rod would you use for a five-pound bass? Well, I guess it would depend on what I'm throwing. But I, I, from our line, I'd use a TCS rod for sure. <laughs> okay. And uh, uh, Fletcher t- t- travels a lot and fishes tournaments, and there are a lot of semi-pro bass anglers. I mean, there's probably thousands and thousands. Um, You don't find any professional trout anglers or very few big game anglers, but there's got to be thousands of professional and semi-professional anglers, but there's very few people that actually make a living at it. And so I think that Fletcher belongs to a very elite group. So, uh, what's uh, what's the life of a professional bass angler, Fletcher? Well, first off, I appreciate you saying that. Um, very, I'm very, very fortunate to be able to uh, to do what I do for a living right now. Um, pretty much, man, it's it's really busy. You know, there's a lot of things that go on 
Um, first of all, I want to say I love what I do. Don't get me wrong, but there's a lot of work involved too. You know, there's a lot of stuff behind the scenes that uh, people might not take into consideration. You think, oh, this is you know, you just all you do is fish for a living, right? Well, there's just tons of travel, uh, tons of planning. Just a lot of work really goes involved to uh, to doing what I have to do. I wouldn't trade it for anything, but uh, there's definitely a lot, you know, from dealing with sponsors to fishing the tournaments, the practicing for tournaments, all the different bodies of water. So studying up, you know, trying to keep your game sharp, sharp, and still just fishing yourself. You know, there's just a lot, a lot of moving parts to, uh, to doing what I do. But I love, mm-hmm. I love it for sure. Now, Fletcher, when you go to a a, a, a pond or a lake, or normally it would be a, a lake that I guess that you fish in. You can fish in the rivers and streams. But when you go to a, a let's let's say a, a lake that for some reason you've never fished before. But I'm, there's probably not too many of those. But let's just say that you go to a, a lake that, that you've never fished before. And, of course, you get to pre-fish it for a day or so. But uh, when you get there, you don't really know anything about it. So what do you do? Do you hey, talk me, to other people uh, let me, or what? Let me, let me break in and clarify that okay. a little bit. Because, you know what, most guys, when they go out, they go fishing, they go, okay, I'm going to the lake, whether they've been there or not. They show up at the ramp, and then they go, they look at the water and they go, "Okay, well, what do I do now?" Yeah, and that's you know, and that's where we could use some help from a guy like okay, Mike. you know, he's uh, you know, he's he does it day in and day out, and I could bet that he gets he puts his boat on the water and he instinctively knows, you know, about twenty things that he wants to try out, you know. So that's that's kind of like, you know, with. with most of us guys that, you know, just kind of fish here and there every now and once in a while, we don't have that instinct. We don't really know. So we need a guy like Fletcher to, to kind of guide us along and help us with, you know, what do we look for? Fletcher, the pressure's on you. Yeah, Mark, I think I think you really uh, you really understand a lot, too, just what you're talking about yourself, for sure. Um, very good angle yourself, you know. Uh, but, no, you you hit on a very some very good things. I mean, it's very hard to just sit and just say a couple of things, like what's going to help someone catch fish at different lakes. There's so many things to it. Um, like you said, there's, you build an instinct on what you need to be doing. But I think everyone's instincts, a lot of people go about things differently. You know, if I was to tell someone to go to a, a new lake, what to look for, things like that, I think they need to do research before they get there, understand the seasonal patterns of how bass move, what 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 they're going to be doing. It's obviously a lot different in the springtime than it would be in the summer. Um, people need to take that into consideration. Do a little bit of research. I mean, it's very easy now with a smartphone. You can just type it in, you know, on your way hmm. and just figure out, hey, are the fish typically shallow this time of year? Are they typically deep this time of year? Um, and things like that before they get to the lake that can really help eliminate the process. But I think with bass fishing, um, for the most part, if I go to a new lake, I'm going to show up and I'm going to fish things I can see. You know, first off, unless I know for sure that they're extremely deep or if it's extremely hot in the middle of the summer. But even then, there's always shallow bass to be caught. And I think if a guy just hones in on those skills and worries about how to catch a shallow bass, he can catch fish practically year-round. Um, just fishing objects. What I mean by fishing things he can see, um, break it down by boat docks, you know, lay down trees, uh, riprap, rock banks, uh, whether it be grass, you know, lily pads, things like that, and start going through that process of elimination of just fishing visible objects instead of uh, getting too far into fishing offshore, which takes a lot more time. So that's what I would recommend, you know, to mm-hmm. start out someone telling someone how to fish a new lake. What about electronics? Do you use those? 
Yeah, absolutely. The one thing I can say about like, fishing with electronics is it takes a lot of time to uh, understand what you're looking at. And not only that, a lot of times with electronics, um, you're looking more for the home run or the mother load is bass, typically when you're using electronics. And the problem with that is it sounds great, but the problem with that is it's very time-consuming, and you may or may not find a school of bass, depending on how the lake sits and what year it is. Um, you can almost always typically fish visible targets, things that you can see, and go out there and you know start catching fish immediately, or at least go through the the process knowing that there's fish on one of the, one type of visible cover, and you just need to figure out what type of cover they're on, whether it be uh, grass beds or, like I said, riprap or whatever, and then how what lures you're going to go about catching those fish on that specific cover. Would you agree with what I'm saying, Mark? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know. No. Well, that's what I would do. Well, Fletcher, what you just mentioned, I'm just kind of thinking while you're saying is that that's probably true for almost any type of fish. Yeah, I mean, I personally don't get to, uh, I don't get to do much fishing for anything else. I mean, I'm from Ohio, so we pretty well have <laughs> bass and bluegill and crappie and some catfish, you know. Uh, we don't have, you know, I don't get to do any saltwater fishing. Yeah. I would love to, but I never have. Right. So I can't really say. But, yeah, I mean, every species obviously has its own twist, but I think the basic story of what I was saying, you know, do do a little bit of research, and, uh, you know, the fish obviously move all the time, and there's just certain tactics you can always use to, uh, you know, to catch okay. them. And, and uh, I, I'm, I'm sorry. Is, that, uh, is, is Brandon, are you still there? I think, okay, there he goes. Uh, anyway, uh, well, let's let, let's go ahead and continue on. But because uh, we've got uh, in this segment, we've got uh, you know about another three or four minutes. But let's kind of continue the subject. But but yes, when you're you know when you're fishing in the ocean, you know you're always looking for floating objects and uh, uh, current breaks, you know, and scum lines and on the edge, and, and those are normally the first place you go. And and of course, when you're in a stream, you're looking at. Uh, um, uh, if he wants to, you know, you're looking at, you know, rocks and been over trees and things where they might be hiding. But uh, so I guess that's it, it's kind of universal. But what you said about yeah. fishing the top, you're not going to use electronics for that. Yeah, when no, you're, no, that's what much. Whenever you're using your electronics, you're searching more for things that are things you can't see, which and it takes a lot more time. I'm sure mm-hmm. salt, salt water the same way. It just takes a lot more time. Uh, to get dialed in and figure out how to catch fish with your electronics because you can't see what you're looking at. It takes a lot of time. I mean, the technology with our electronics nowadays is great, but you just take so much. You can't really see it, so you're covering a lot of dead water to try to find that mother of mm-hmm. fish. Whereas fishing the things you can see and knowing what they live around, right. as you can see, you can go through that process of elimination yeah, a lot it's quicker. like scanning the horizon instead of looking at your feet. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. Yep. Mm-hmm. So that's what I would definitely recommend to someone who just wanted to go fish a new lake and, you know, just go fishing and learn. You know, that's mm-hmm. that's the best way to go for sure. Okay. Well, that, that you know, makes sense I, to I me. Think ahead, angler that, uh, I think an angler that is either a good bass fisherman or a good saltwater fisherman or a good trout fisherman, you know, you can use that for, you know, and cross over in different species. So, like, you know, I'm a bass guy, but we go out in the ocean and sometimes we'll be over a point that's 2,000 feet deep. I'll be look, we'll be looking for tuna that are, you know, yeah. schooling on the point. 
2,000 feet above or rock there you go. that come up on the top. Well, we, we do have Brandon back on here again. And, uh, Brandon, we've just been talking about fishing a new lake. And, you know, what Fletcher is saying is, is instead of looking straight down and, and uh, trying to find what you can't see, is first thing you do is fish what you can see. And to me, that sounds like it works with pretty much any kind of fish. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I kind of heard the tail end if somebody talked about tuna there for a second. Too. Right. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I think, like, anything, the best fishing I've ever had pretty much is, is what I can see structure. That's, that's true for salt and freshwater uh, for the type of fish that I like to do. I like to, I do some inshore stuff here in Southern California, fishing calico and uh, spotted bay bass and so forth. And, you know, the kind of, the boiler rock stuff, kelp stuff that you can actually see. Mm-hmm. You know their structure there. You know the fish. That's their habitat. You're going mm-hmm. right after. And uh, no. I think the same is true when I when I do a lot of you know my bass fishing, even freshwater. It's, right. It's uh, okay. start start starting there. You know. Well, so. Brandon, before we finish up, do you want to make a couple of man- uh, comments on bass rods that Okuma puts together? And what real what what would you put what would you put together for you know for somebody like Fletcher for rod and reel? Well, I think the the our, our biggest. Uh, you know, our most, I guess I should say, popular, most effective combo has definitely got to be the, the GPS rods with our Helios reel. Um, that's, that's what uh, a lot of our, our two major guys on the tour, uh, Scott Jacob, those guys fish those uh, exclusively pretty much. Um, and then even with our Helios rod line, uh, those are a little bit stiffer action, but those are, uh, mm-hmm. those are really good. Um, we got a really good frog and rod that line, right. uh, as well as uh, some of our micro guys. Okay. That one. So, well, Fletcher, so, we're, just, we're just about out of time, but i just make a quick comment is that uh, it seems as though the micro braid in uh, fly, or, uh, spinning reels have become quite popular for bass. You're saying the braided line or the micro guides? I'm sorry. No, no, uh, the microfiber braided. Oh, yeah. Micro braid. That's definitely uh, definitely uh, big deal. I mean, uh, I use spider wire braid line, and all, honestly, like all of my spinning equipment now is a hundred percent braid. And obviously, I like to tie a uh, fluorocarbon leader to there the braid go. just for visibility reasons and some abrasion resistance. Because okay. braided line isn't real good around rock and hard stuff, but okay. uh, that's absolutely a hundred percent of my okay. uh, lineup now. Well, it looks like they're chasing us out of here, and uh, Brandon can be found at uh, what Okuma. It's put, just type in Okuma; it's everywhere. Everybody's got it. Yep. And then uh, we want to thank again Mark Lassane from Bass Angler Magazine and uh, BassMag.com. Is that right? BassMag.com. There you go. Easy enough. And Fletcher, good luck in the, for the rest of the year. We appreciate you coming on and joining us. You are listening to Fish Talk Radio. S-A-N-D-O-S is how to spell luxury resort in downtown Cabo San Lucas. Santos Finistera Los Cabos is the only five-star all-inclusive on the beach next to the marina in Cabo San Lucas. Angler-friendly Santos Finistera Los Cabos is now an affordable world-class resort with the finest accommodations, food, and location anywhere. Enjoy your Cabo fishing adventure as you never have. Visit Sandos.com and use discount code FISHTALK. World-class golf, fishing, and diving in the clear, warm waters of the Sea of Cortez with a true five-star resort. The Grand Heritage Hotel and Resort at Costa Baja, great value and without the hustle of other parts of Baja. On the white sand beach with Espirito Santos Island minutes away. Signature restaurants, pools, and accommodations for an intimate weekend, weddings, or corporate events. On the web at costabajaresort.com. 
The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. Vagabundos del Mar Boat and Travel Club has 42 years experience introducing RVers to the joys of Mexico. Specializing in Baja, Vagabundos leads caravans and sponsors fishing tournaments, trailer boat cruises, and weekend getaways in Mexico and the West. Vagabundos del Mar also saves its 10,000 members tons of money on low-cost auto insurance. Stay up to date on Mexican travel with the printed newsletter online at vagabundos.com or call 800-474-BAJA. Want to add more excitement behind the wheel? Choose Shell V-Power Premium Gasoline and experience a drive that comes alive. Shell V-Power removes an average of 60% of performance-robbing gunk on intake valves left by low-quality premium gasolines. And it starts with your very first tank. And now you can save big on Shell fuels. Just sign up free for the Fuel Rewards Network program and receive at least $0.03 per gallon instantly on every fill-up. For full offer and details, visit FuelRewards.com. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. But I'd rather get my rod and reel and go fishing when I can. I want to go fishing because it takes my... Welcome back to Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hennigan. I didn't realize there's so many fishing songs out there. <laughs> anyway, um, we've been talking uh, to uh, Brandon Cotton the marketing manager for Okuma. What a lucky job that is. And then, of course, everybody feels sorry for poor Mark, the editor of Bass Angler Magazine, because he has to go out and, and check out all this new stuff, new equipment, and new places to fish. And then, of course, uh, poor old uh, Fletcher Shyrock. Uh, he's a professional, not a semi-professional, but uh, that's what he does, is uh, fish for bass. So what can I say? Uh, by the way, uh, Fletcher, uh, I know you're getting, well, I guess every every evening you're getting ready for the next tournament, but wh- where's your next one? Uh, the next tournament is the uh, last round of the Bassmaster Elite Series this year. It's on uh, Lake St. Clair up in uh, just north of Detroit, Michigan. So mm. practice starts Monday, uh, and then the tournament starts on Thursday. It's a four-day event and goes through Sunday. So mm-hmm. I don't live uh, too far from here, so... From from Detroit, and you know, I fished uh, Lake St. Clair and Lake Erie quite a bit, so I'm pretty excited for this one. I de- they definitely uh, wow. save the best for last for me. I mean, it could go well, um, so I'm uh, just kind of chomping at the bit right now to get out there. So you've got what do you what what is your rig? You got a pickup uh, with a, a trailer behind it, or you have a camper, or what do you what do you use? I actually have a uh, Toyota Tundra uh, uh-huh. with an ARE truck cap. And mm-hmm. uh, a 21-foot Nitro Z9 bass boat I tow it with. Okay. And, and travel across the country. I was going to say, how many miles you put on that truck in a year? <sighs> well, this year we went to the West Coast and back. I mean, I took some flights. I want to say probably around 
thirty some thousand miles a year, roughly. Okay. This year was by far the worst year. I think probably the best Masters I've ever ran as right. far as mileage on the angle. So let, let's put it this way: if if you, if you see uh, Fletcher driving around town, he's either on his way, he's either pulling a boat or is on his way to get it. <laughs> yeah, well, you can't miss him either. He's got a giant orange truck and boat, big spider wire, good, cool looking rig. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. And, uh, and well, again, we're going to have to see if we can get uh, uh, Brandon to 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 see if we can get your own uh, uh, <clears throat> Okuma rod and reel, and and see if you can win some tournaments with that. But you know, I guess it, it's kind of a tough one because most of your gear is supplied by sponsors, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I'm actually sponsored by uh, Pure Fishing, and I use. Uh, Abu Garcia rods and reels. Oh, they so. own them too, huh? They mm-hmm. also are with uh, Spiderwire as well. So yeah. I'm kind of uh, tight with that company as right. of now. So. Right. right. Well, they're good. But there's always possibility in the future. Yeah. But uh, no, they're 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 good out there. But uh, and and again, there's you know the the whole technology of fishing has changed so much that uh, it it is interesting. I but well, maybe you or Brandon can make a comment on that because you know it started I guess about ten years ago when they a lot of the aircraft industry slowed down and they started using these NCR machines to uh, to mill out um, blocks of aluminum to make. Uh, uh, the real casings, but it, things have really advanced considerably in that market. It's, yeah, it's amazing how far the fishing industry has come. The electronics, you know, rods, reels, lures, everything has advanced so much. The, the quality is nice. New paint, um, you know, different and coatings. Nice. Mm-hmm. So many, so many great things that you know advance, especially in the in the bass fishing world. Oh, okay. Oh, that's right. You know, I just got noticed that we're out of time. But yeah, the rods themselves with the nanotechnology and things that's going into that, we're going to have to cover another time because um, Mark just said that we're going to be off the air here in a couple of seconds. So thank you guys very much. Go to BassMag.com, go to Okuma, and see if you can follow uh, Fletcher Shyrock. Um, and I'm sure that uh, Bass Magazine is going to be covering him a lot. And you are listening to Fish Talk Radio. Make sure you tune into Fish Talk talkradio.com and you can listen to this show right on the front page as many times as you want so we appreciate you tuning in thank you guys thank you you gone fishing 